Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. On with Mario Lopez. What's up? You're on with Mario Lopez in studio right now. Special guest, my good friend, Mr. Robert Shapiro. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Mario. It's so great to be with you outside of the gym where it's less than 90 degrees. Exactly. Uh, For those of you not familiar, Mr. Robert Shapiro, obviously one of the best attorneys ever, but at the same time, the man's a beast. (laughs) Hangs out at the boxing gym. We've sparred together, keeps himself in phenomenal shape and has lethal hands. Was that just because of love and respect for the sport? I don't think I've ever asked you, Bob. How did the fascination? You know, it's very interesting. I never, ever liked exercising for the purpose of just exercising. And I was a member of the sports club years ago at at Sports Club LA, which is now Equinox. And they put in a speed bag upstairs. And I said, you know, I always thought that was cool. My dad used to take me to Hollywood Legion Stadium uh, for the fights in LA. And we we always watched the fights. I actually listened to the fights on the radio. Right. And, uh, you know, then they started a boxing class. And they had six people in the boxing class, three guys and three women, and an ex-Marine fighter teaching it. The end of the class, I was the last person there. Everybody else had quit. And I talked to uh, the teacher. His name was Jason Rossi. I said, Jason, you know, what if you just come train me? And we uh, agreed. I set up a makeshift thing in my house. And I trained with him for a couple years. And then there was a fight between Michael Moore and Evander Holyfield. I remember that one. The first one or the second one? First one. Okay. 
and it was the day of my son's bar mitzvah, and I got them to take a picture together with my son, and then they came back to the wild card. And I met Freddie Roach, and I told him about my interest. He said, well, why don't you come train with me? And, and that started my interest. And, you know, Since then, like, you've like, seen... like, like you, we're serious about it. This exactly. Is not, we're, we're not in there just to uh, work up a little uh, sweat and throw a few punches. I mean, we want to know the technique. We want to know the strategy. And both of us are lucky. We get to hang out with the pros. Yeah, exactly. No, that is that is a fun little benefit. But yeah, I can vouch. Bob gets in there, mixes it up, and uh, lets those uh, hands go. But um, you're doing a really cool thing that uh, I'm going to be hosting um, for essentially your son. Can you talk a little bit about the foundation and what uh, and what it does for these great kids? So, Mario, in, in 2005, as you know, uh, our son Brent, who was just the most wonderful kid, uh, was a drug addict and alcoholic. And he'd been through a couple rehabs and finally was on the road to sobriety. Been sober for 18 months, was on the dean's list at USC for three semesters and ready to go to law school. And uh, he got invited to a party with uh, with a, his new girlfriend. And it wasn't one of these crazy Hollywood parties. It was like back to school on a school bus at the Hollywood Legion Stadium in, uh, in Hollywood. And as I was told after the fact, he broke his sobriety. And... You know, we know today that uh, drug disease is a chronic disease. It's treatable, not curable, and recurring. And it recurred with him mm. to the degree that he took two Jagermeister shots and then took a half of ecstasy, got violently ill, started to projectile vomit. And this is a normal situation today where somebody would simply call 911 they go to the emergency room, they get back into a rehabilitation program, and hopefully they'll be back on the, on the right track. Nobody called 911. They didn't want us to know. So one of the things we started was the Brent Shapiro Foundation for Alcohol and Drug Awareness. Now the drug, now it's called the Brent Shapiro Foundation for Drug Prevention. But we wanted to get the awareness out that, you know, if there's a problem, Call 911. So we started something called Save a Life, our Save a Life program. And they're simple cards which show you what the symptoms are when somebody needs to get to the hospital. And it also shows you something that we help pass, and that's the Good Samaritan Law. So if, God forbid, somebody is sick, under the influence, even has drugs on them, and somebody's going to take them to the hospital and has drugs, Nobody gets arrested. And so that now is saving more lives. And if your listeners go to BrentShapiro.org, uh, the Save Life card is there. We have children's books starting at the age of five called Somo Says No, introducing kids immediately to what drugs and alcohol can do to people long term. That's an awesome, awesome foundation because I think everyone literally know someone or is somehow affected by drug or alcohol addiction and the fact that you're raising the awareness level and how to get help so is a great thing. So happy to be a part of it, Bob. Yeah. And, you know, I've, uh, so from there, we're now at the point where not a day goes by that you don't hear about the epidemic in America 
with opiates, with heroin, uh, and everybody is aware now. So three and a half years ago, we changed our focus and we went to prevention. How do we prevent this epidemic? Well, there's no way we're going to win the war on drugs. It started in the 1950s, and we have as much chance of winning this war as the war in Afghanistan. Just unfortunately, no matter how good our agents are, how much money we throw at it, this is a demand problem, not a supply problem. Right. And so we said, what if we give kids rewards for staying sober? What if we try this? Nobody's tried it. Incentive. And and give them an incentive and change peer pressure from just try it to I'm not stupid. I'll never try it because we know that if somebody uses drugs before the age of 15, the likelihood of a lifelong problem increases by five to 800 percent. Wow. Unbelievable, scary statistics. Yeah. And so we, we started Brent's Club in partnership with the Boys and Girls Club of America. And we started on Cincinnati Avenue in Boyle Heights, right in the heart of gangland and drug dealers on every corner. We started with about 60 kids. Programs started to be successful. It's grown to 1,300 kids there and in San Gabriel. And then people are saying, well, that's in the underserved areas. Didn't you say this problem is everywhere? And I said, yes, it is. So we've opened the club in Malibu. And now we're going to open up and, and announce on September the 16th our first uh, partnership with the NFL, with the New York Giants, sponsoring our biggest club in the Bronx, New York. And, and our goal is simple. Uh, with people like you talking about this and with the public now getting aware, we want to put one of these clubs in every city that has a professional sports franchise. Bravo. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. We talk all the time and do spots on the opioid uh, epidemic and all this stuff. So that's great. Wonderful thing to be a part of. Um, I said I wouldn't ask you about the Simpson thing. I am not. I never promised. Uh, yeah, you never. <laughs> but here's the thing. You still very much practice law. I do. I, you know, I, I have three passions in life. And not necessarily in this order. <laughs> Boxing. My practice of law. Mo- primarily civil, and my business interests uh, that uh, now started with LegalZoom.com, which has proven to be very successful, not only for us, but for the public. Yeah. You've got, you guys are familiar with LegalZoom.com. He's also got a new one called... Right Counsel. Right Counsel. It's 877-RIGHT-11. And this is something interesting, Mario. Even yesterday, I get a call from... uh, a friend of mine in Fresno. We were just in an accident, got hurt. My new G-Wagon got destroyed. Uh, can you help us? And I said, I can't personally, but I will put you in touch with the best lawyers. We're really doing it locally now in Los Angeles and in more of the local area, but we're going to expand nationally. And so if somebody is involved in a serious accident or suffered Uh, the effects of a bad drug, rather than going to a number on the back of a bus or hearing an advertisement where somebody is selling uh, territories to other lawyers. Right, counsel. These are hand-picked lawyers that we know 
are the people that, God forbid you, or God forbid myself, or one of my family members would need. They get the best lawyers. It costs them nothing to contact us. We go through the case, and we put them in touch with the best lawyers, period. He's like the Zagat for attorneys. Yeah. Uh, there. It, <laughs> Bob, how did you become, I've asked you this, I think before a long time ago, but how did you become the go-to attorney for um, celebrities and a certain clientele? Because you've worked with a lot of high profile guys. How does that happen? Because it's not by accident. Is it sort of like high school where just the popular kid attracts all the cool kids? You know, that's a great question. And honestly, nobody's ever asked me this publicly. Uh, I was in the DA's office right after law school and I wasn't the greatest student in law school, but I had one thing, and that was I had an ability to assimilate large amounts of material very quickly and articulate it and be persuasive. So I won the moot court competition, uh, became the chief justice of the moot court, and decided to become a trial lawyer. And I never wanted to be a lawyer. In fact, I think I'm going to write a book which says I never wanted to be a lawyer. What do you want to be? Uh, I wanted to be in business. Uh, I graduated UCLA with a degree in finance and economics. And so I always wanted to be in business. And now, fortunately, I am in business. But uh, they had no graduate schools of business at UCLA. Right. And the war in Vietnam was looming. And the draft board was right across the street. And I was 1A fit and ready to go. The only way to avoid Vietnam, well, there are several ways. One, you could burn your draft card. Two, you could move to Canada. Three, you could become a conscientious objector. Or four, you could get a deferment by going to a graduate school. So I started applying to law schools. And I got accepted. At the last minute, I got the last seat in the class at Loyola Law School. Uh... And, and enrolled. And I found, you know, well, maybe I'll try this. Became a, a deputy district attorney with the L.A. District Attorney's Office. Tried cases for about two years and went into private practice. And the first case I get when I'm just out of the DA's office is I get a call from Liza Minnelli. And I don't know Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Why is Liza Minnelli calling me? Right. Liza Minnelli is calling me because her choreographer, David Winters, just got arrested in Las Vegas. How do I know David Winters? His son and my son go to the same grammar school. Uh-huh. And I'm the only lawyer he knows that does criminal law. Hence Liza Minnelli calling you. Okay. Liza Minnelli calls me, but it's not really for David Winters. It's for Linda Lovelace, who got arrested with David Winters. Now, Linda Lovelace was well-known in America for one thing that uh, became very, very public, and that is she was the first porno star to actually have movies shown in legitimate theaters. Wow. It's quite an accomplishment. And and the movie was called Deep Throat, so you you, you can look it up. I've heard of it. I've seen okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, but she was as recognizable as the president of the United States. Let me turn this damn phone off. Uh, so I uh, I get on a plane and I and I fly to Las Vegas and I meet Linda Lovelace and, and David Winter. 
and they tell me this story of how Sammy Davis Jr. wants to do a review with Linda Lovelace in Las Vegas. This did not go over well with the people that were running the hotels at that time in Las Vegas. Right. That this was something far away from the image they wanted to project. And Linda Lovelace <laughs> and David Winters go out for dinner one night. First night they're there and go to a nightclub. Everything is set up for them. They come back and exactly one minute after midnight, the Metropolitan Squad, which is the police squad of Las Vegas, raids their room with guns, with more than 10 officers, everybody on the ground, and they arrest them for possession for sale of cocaine. We, I get involved and I need to find another lawyer in Las Vegas. So I find the best lawyer there at the time. And the two of us take this case. And it is the first nationally publicized case in America. Wow. It's on the cover of almost every newspaper and magazine. And you were young, so right away. I'm young, and we win the case. Of course you do. And it just it just went from there. And it then, just went from there. And that and wasn't the craziest it, case you had. It, that <laughs> wasn't. And then no. you were also you also handled Phil Spector, didn't you? I handled Phil Spector. Remember Phil Spector's oh, yeah, case? Yeah. Only, only for a while. I didn't try Phil Spector's case. But uh the next then in the seventies there were very stringent drug laws. Even for marijuana. Really? Marijuana was a felony. And felony. Rock wow. and rock and roll was everywhere and the people in rock and roll were getting arrested or having problems and i represented just about every major talent in the world really in the sound like who in the 70s on drug cases which which pretty much all of them you know we, <laughs> i mean everyone <laughs> yeah, you know i i represented billy preston uh I, I don't want to name a lot of people because because they some, may not some, be. Yeah, some, you did a good some, job. Of, some of these have gone on now. Yeah, yeah. Shaka Khan, who is now sober, okay. uh, represented her, uh, and a lot of people who 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 are still around. But got it. Not necessary to bring that up now. And after that, uh, the next big case in America was Christian Brando. Right. Yeah, I remember that Marlon Brando's son. That's right. Marlon Brando's son. Was that before or after he saved Michael Jackson's life? That was before Michael Jackson. Before Michael Jackson. Way before Michael Jackson. Uh, Christian was one of two of Marlon Brando's children, other than the adopted kids, uh, which he had from basically from Tahiti right. and one from London. Then later on, he had several other kids, supposedly with maybe housekeepers. Right. But, uh, you won that one too, right? That case was... Or you, you settled. We settled that case. That case was a difficult case. Uh, Christian admitted to the police that he shot his sister's boyfriend. His sister was Cheyenne, one of the most gorgeous women ever. And she reported that her boyfriend was beating her up. And Christian said, let me look into this. Like and Santino from The Godfather. Exactly right. And... Uh, <laughs> The case uh, ended up with uh, this young 
man from Tahiti being on Marlon Brando's couch and with a bullet through his head at point blank range. And Christian admitted doing the shooting. It was a, a difficult case, but, but we believe that uh, there were certain defenses to this case. That, number one, that uh, Christian was enraged that there was diminished capacity on his part. And as a result, we were able to settle it for a manslaughter conviction. Uh, And Christian served five years. Unfortunately, Christian also had had an addiction problem. Uh, He certainly had an alcohol problem. And he passed away uh, working uh, as a welder up in Northern California. He never wanted the limelight. But one of the nicest people, yeah, uh, humble, uh, never wanted the limelight at all, right? And uh, unfortunately, had a very, very uh, difficult life, to say the least. So, by the time you got the Simpson case, that was like nothing to you. Then you've been on the you've been at the high levels and used to the attention all for years. Yeah, I had uh, you know been fortunate enough to uh, to get the. Uh, the cases that I wanted. And then in between those, I got a case that I think to me was the most important case I ever had. Which was what? F. Lee Bailey got arrested in San Francisco. And F. Lee Bailey was the most famous lawyer in America. He had just uh, defended Patty Hearst about five years before. That's right. And uh, people didn't view his performance that well in the Patty Hearst case, especially Patty Hearst, was very critical of him. And she was convicted uh, and went to prison. And uh, Mr. Bailey got arrested in San Francisco, and he had the choice of any lawyer in America to represent him. And he asked uh, myself and his partner, Al Johnson, to represent him. The night before we start the trial, Al Johnson gets sick. The case is the first nationally publicized trial in America. It's the longest and most expensive drunk driving case ever. Normally there are two, maybe three witnesses. In this case, there were 40. And uh, (laughs) Mr. Bailey was acquitted. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And drunk driving cases are usually what? An hour? Yeah. yeah, yeah, They're they're, they're a day. I mean, they're they're very simple. How long long did it go on? It went on for one week. Wow. Uh, Actually, at the the end, uh, some of the the alternate jurors uh, got too tired and they were unavailable. And one (laughs) of the regular jurors couldn't do it. So we were down from 12 jurors to 11. And... (laughs) It's much in our favor, the more jurors. You yeah, know. yeah. Uh, it's a unanimous verdict, and we decided to go with 11 jurors and still got a not guilty verdict. So that one was, was really important. And there, there was one thing that is a pretty cool antidote. Uh, there, there was a reporter in San Francisco who, who wrote a daily column, and it was one of those, like, people in New York read page six. right. Uh, people in San Francisco read the Chronicle and, and read uh, his story. And he said the, uh, the worry around San Francisco is F. Lee Bailey got acquitted and Patty Hearst got convicted. What's the difference? He had a better lawyer. Nice. At the, at the end of the day, that's all really the representation. Yeah. And right? then 
you know, I got other cases at the exact same time on the exact same date. Johnny Carson gets arrested in Beverly Hills for drunk driving. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Johnny Carson. (laughs) Johnny Johnny Carson gets arrested right in front of what is now the Beverly Center. I never knew that. It's the borderline. I would uh, believe Ed McMahon. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So so this is the borderline between Beverly Hills and Los Angeles. He gets stopped. He's driving. And the officer comes up and says, you know, identification and uh, registration. And he looks at him and says, I'm Johnny Carson. <laughs> How dare you? Mario does that. <laughs> and, 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 and the cop, the Beverly Hills cop, turns to his wife, Joanna, and says, can you identify this man? Uh, what? And oh, Johnny what? Carson says, you ever see the Academy Awards? You ever see the Tonight Show? Yeah. With that, squad cars come from both sides and take Carson away in handcuffs. Oh, wow. Unnecessary. Okay, next morning. No, this is, this is Friday. Monday morning. And then Bailey gets arrested that same night. They both hire me. Monday evening. Business is booming at that business point. Business is doing good. <laughs> okay. Mon- Mon- Monday night, Carson comes out on television. And Carson was the number one rated show by, by maybe lot. maybe ever right. okay and he always came out with a slogan i've got good news and bad news well on monday night he comes out with two guys dressed as beverly hills cops <laughs> that are about six foot five in handcuffs oh. and he comes out and he pretends to swing a golf club that's how he opens his right. blog now he's swinging the golf club in handcuffs and he says i've got good news and bad news he says the bad news I was arrested for drunk driving on Friday night by the Beverly Hills Police Department. The good news, my lawyer's F. Lee Bailey. Ah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which, funny. Mr., which Mr. Bailey didn't take kindly. <laughs> right, right, of course. Very clever, very so, clever. Uh, anyway, it's a good question. Things I rarely talk about, but... Uh, you got me at a good moment today. I got you. I got you at a good moment. This listen. I got. I got to ask you about because I just think this is funny. John Travolta told me that he reached out to you for his portrayal of you for the movie, but you, in fact, say that is not true. Okay, I would have met with John Travolta in a second. Number one, I think he uh, has always been uh, one of the best actors around. Uh, when I heard he was selected to play me, I, I didn't see any resemblance. You know, <laughs> neither neither did any of us. You By the know? way, I, you got to think that's flattering, though. I mean, John Travolta. Absolutely. You know, I'm, of course. But you know, I thought maybe Sean Penn. You know, you know me. I've got somewhat of an edge. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? You got fire in you. You know, yeah. It's, it, I'm I'm a little different person. So uh, I did watch part of the first episode, and number one, uh, the guy who wrote the the story. Jeff Tubin is somebody that I don't get along with, have never gotten along with, and one day I will uh, say why I don't get along with him. But basically, uh, I don't believe uh, he had a lot of integrity when he was covering the Simpson case. And he admitted on television that most of this story was fictionalized uh, of what he thought took place. Uh, when, I, when I saw Travolta uh, pretending to be me, I didn't recognize myself at all. Uh, either in movements, in action, in words, or in any other way. And, and everybody who 
knew me, called me and said, why is he doing these things? <laughs> and I said, I, I have no idea. So I didn't aggravate myself and watch anymore. My wife did, and she's still aggravated to this minute. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's very interesting. That show was very well received. People liked it. Uh, got uh, lots of nominations and lots of awards. And there were four major lawyers that were characterized in that. And uh, of those four major lawyers and actors, uh, all got nominated for Golden Globes and all got nominated for Emmy, Emmy Emmys. And all won except one person. John Travolta. There you go. <laughs> so I rest my case. <laughs> yes, you, you, you won that one. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. The last thing, last thing, you remain topical. Rob Kardashian, ironically, uh, now with his deal with China, will that get resolved? Was that much ado about nothing, Bob? It seemed like the silliest case with the social media and putting stuff out there. It seems silly and unnecessary. You, you know, uh, I think that's a fair characterization, Mar- Mario. Uh, you know, I'm not that in tune with social media or why people are so interested in, in these two people to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> We're with the best. No, we, by the way, it, it, it's, I'm, yes. I, that's all I got to say. Yes. Go, as you were. So, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to Rob and he, he's, he's a very nice person and he wanted only one thing what's best for his child. And I think uh, uh, China, is that her name, China? Yes. Black China. Black, yes. China. Black China. Black China. Yeah, Black China. I never had heard of her, honestly. And yes. when somebody called me about her, uh, I don't know what she does. But, no one, no does. one does. <laughs> okay, so I'm not alone. No. Uh, and, and, and I said, you know, look, at, uh, you're a father. He said, you know, I only want what's best for my child. And I said, okay, let's put this other stuff between you and, and the mother behind us, and let's move forward what's in the best interest of your child. And uh, you guys are going to have to co-parent and, and work this out, and that's what we're doing. That's awesome. How many interview requests do you get these days, Bob, to talk about? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it just uh, seems to be that the media has an insatiable appetite for people who either have a social media presence or cases uh, that are ongoing. And so uh, not a day goes by that uh, the majority of my messages are not from the media. And uh, with rare exception, I try not to comment on anything uh, whatsoever. And if I do, I want to comment to everybody in the media at the same time. And so with you, it's a little different. We're friends. We've, we've hung out forever and been to fights together. That's uh, right. Beat been, each other up. Been, been to shows together. Been yeah. Uh, no, I get beat up. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's Come be on, honest. Bob. No, Mario. Mario is a real boxer. You know. I mean, I try to do my best, but but you're you're uh, you you can hold your own and, Thanks, and do a gr- and you work your ass off, quite frankly. Uh, but you know, the thing that I mentioned of all the things I do. There's one thing and one thing that is my real passion, and that's the Brent Shapiro Foundation and coming up with a solution for the epidemic of drug dependency disease. It is a disease. People are now aware of it. It's a disease that has no cure, but is treatable and is recurring. So once people get that message, disease, treatable disease, but not curable, recurring, 
you can understand what happens. 50% of people afflicted with this disease are afflicted based on genetics. The rest are acquired, and many are adults acquired by taking painkillers. The biggest problem in America today. And so, with that, that's why I'm with you today. And I'm so pleased that you're going to be hosting our Summer Spectacular on September the 9th. Uh, We have an unbelievable uh, event it's different than any other event. We don't beat people over the head with a message. It's going to be a fantastic event. We've got Demi Lovato as a special guest as well, and I'm looking forward to hosting, and we're going to put up all the info uh, about the foundation and the event itself at onwithmario.com. Bob, thank you so much for hanging out, my friend. And one other thing. Yes, sir. David Lee Roth is going to do his first ever performance at a private event. Look at that. Might as well jump. <laughs> That's that. it. All right. See you at the gym, buddy. Okay, look forward to it. On with Mario Lopez. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.